Hello, and welcome back to the Life in the Rest podcast. I think it's also worth noting uh, this is going to be the first official podcast of 2024. So I want to wish everyone a really, really happy new year. I hope your celebrations were um, were with friends and family or at least loved ones who um, were worth spending the new years with. Um, it's been, I think, for reflecting on 2023, it was a great year for, for many of us. Um, it might have been a bad year for some of us. Um, I hope that 2024 improves on what you've already um, accomplished or come from in 2023. Um, what is also really exciting is this is the fifth season of the Life Nurse podcast officially. Uh, season one, or excuse me, episode one of season five, which I can't actually believe that uh, we're already on the fifth season of this podcast. Feels like um, you know, just 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 a couple months ago that we started this podcast, and we've already recorded 157 episodes with five seasons. So it's just uh, really exciting um, going into 2024 with um, with this podcast. If you don't know a lot about this podcast, I'll just give a, a quick little bit of information on it. So um, this podcast obviously is from you know broadcast from the LifeNurse.com website. We have a variety of, of sort of outlets where we create um, watch-related content, one of them being the editorial section of our website where we cover, um, we, we basically want that to be for um, watch reviews. So we look at a lot of really cool and interesting vintage pieces, talk about their histories, the history of the brands, the history of the calibers that run in them and the references that, that we're able to to source. And it's a, it's been really enjoyable this year doing so because We've been able to experience so much diversity in vintage watches, and I think that's really what makes it so so exciting. We used to cover sort of current events in the watch world on on, on you know in the editorial sort of part of our website, but we kind of have shifted away from that. With each of those, um, which each of those articles, we also have videos where we cover. Um, where we, we give a, an in-depth look at, at one of the pieces and it allows you to really see the, the watch moving, you know, see the watch in the metal and allows you to sort of appreciate um, more than just uh, pictures of the, of the piece. So I think, you know, our YouTube channel and our editorial sort of go hand in hand. We then have our podcast, which, as I mentioned, we used to cover current events on, in the editorial section and also on our YouTube channel. But I think what, what we've really uh, done is sort of shifted the focus of our podcast to cover those current events and look at the things that have happened in the watch industry over the last week. We, we, we upload this podcast every, every Tuesday is when we, we typically post this uh, podcast. Um, and it's really fun to kind of look back because what's really f- interesting is you know, you wouldn't think that in, in an industry like like watches, there would be something to, new to talk about every single week. And there isn't always. Uh, and sometimes we have to um, come up with some interesting topics um, that are not sort of current events. However, most of the time, there's at least one piece of news that comes out every single week. And um, I think this has been a nice outlet for us to stay current with what's going on in the watch industry, but also mix in our own sort of flavor that Life in the Wrist um, brings. So... Um, today we're actually going to start off with giving you a little bit of a look at some of the pieces that we're going to be covering on the editorial section of our website as well as our um, YouTube channel. Now, um, we have done an article on the pieces that we're going to be covering over the next several weeks. So I'll put a link in the description or the show notes of this video so you can see um, those pieces. Um, but I wanted to speak through them on the podcast as well because I do think they are um, extremely, um, extremely interesting and a nice way to sort of kick off the new year. 
So the first piece that we have in is a really beautiful Eternomatic that's in steel and has a really cool black dial. Um, the, the, the watch itself is, I think, 33 and a half millimeters, so a little bit on the smaller side, um, but um, is a really nice example of a steel vintage watch. Black dials are obviously very, very popular with collectors, and this example has uh, an interesting patina to it. So if you look at the dial of this piece, there is what collectors call a sort of a spiderweb patina, which is essentially cracks that have um, emerged on the dial that create this sort of spiderweb um, pattern on it. Again, patina is very subjective and um, you have to like that sort of aesthetic of that piece, but I really love it. I think um, from an aesthetic perspective, it's really great. But I also think that the Eternomatic is a wonderful example of innovation in the watch industry. And that's something that I've always sort of kept at the forefront of my mind when I think about watches is how, how, how is that watch innovating for the, for the industry? And when you're exploring vintage pieces, it's very easy to sort of put those things together because, um, you, know, the, you know, I think vintage pieces, it was all about innovation. Or for, the, for, for a lot of the times it was about innovation because these were tools. And um, yeah, so a really nice Eternomatic. I really liked it. Uh, like the, the overall look at of it, they also sort of innovated on the automatic movement by adding their ball bearing um, system into the rotor of the movement. I'm not going to spoil it because I want you, uh, you'll have to check out the article that we write about this in the video that we, we shoot for, for this Eternomatic, where we go a little bit in depth into what that system actually did. Um, but it, it, I really like this piece from an innovation perspective and overall aesthetics. The next piece that we have in that we're covering, and, and if you follow Life on the Wrist, you will obviously know that we have, we have touted this, this, this uh, example, this, I guess this line of watches as one of the best vintage watch, um, best vintage watches that you can buy, and that is the Jeje Le Coultre Memovox. It's always kind of, I always feel like a, some, somewhat of some pressure when I, when I am trying to find pieces that I want to cover on the channel that are Memovoxes, because Memo boxes are really tough to find uh, in, in good condition. A lot of the times the watches might be, you know, in bad condition, over-polished, dials replaced, uh, dials refinished, And so it's oftentimes, uh, and also um, crowns replaced. So oftentimes it's hard to find those really great examples. But today we, we, we were able to find a reference 3025 from 1962 that has a 10-karat gold-filled case. Really, really beautiful example of this, especially when you look at the dial of this piece, because the inner disc, the, so it's a silver dial, but in the inner disc has a beautiful layer of sort of a gold hue patina to it. And I think it has a really overall, a really great look to it. Um, condition of the watch is really great. Um, and uh, I think this is a, a phenomenal example of a watch that, that a phenomenal example of a memo box that I wanted to cover on the channel. So I was very excited to find this piece and obviously share this watch with you. So the, the video of this piece, I think, is what you really want to see so you can see how the watch is aged. It's, it's truly a beautiful piece. Black dials have kind of been a, a theme for, for, the for this sort of, you know, section of watches. We were able to find a really beautiful Longines that was manufactured in 1953. Interestingly, on the case back of the watch, it says that it is a 10-karat gold-filled case, but when you look at the watch, it looks like it's a stainless steel case. So kind of an interesting um, 
intersection of 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 that what likely happened is uh, a watchmaker likely saw that the uh, gold um, filling was coming off on the watch and so they probably polished it off exposing the steel case but i do think that the steel case still remains uh, a really beautiful um in really beautiful condition it's really really good looking um the thing is though the black dial of this piece is to die for so it's black dial it still remains a lot of its uh, you know quite dark appearance but it has these specks that have have come onto the have appeared on the on the dial um, but super super strong dial um, it has these recessed uh, hour markers that look um, incredibly beautiful sword hands the the circular finishing on the uh, on the the subs sub uh, the subsidiary seconds dial looks great the logo and the and the Longines um, name are are in really great condition and I think it's everything that someone would want in a black dial piece it's it's a bit of an enigma so the research on this piece has been kind of interesting um, but uh, I, I seriously think this is one of the best looking uh, black dials that I've seen in a very long time and what's really cool is this is a 34 millimeter cased watch however the lugs are really flat unlike the Eternomatic where they kind of angle towards your wrist so it sits really nicely the the Longines sits quite flat but still sits very very comfortably and so for a 34 millimeter watch it kind of wears a little bit larger we had to have sort of an icon going into 2024. Um, we decided to to cover a Tudor Prince Oyster Date reference 74033. It's really a staple in any collector's collection. is a is a fluted bezel watch with a with a date complication. You can think Rolex date, date just Rolex date Tudor Oyster Date. Um, it's I think a staple in a lot of uh, collectors. Um, collections. Um, it's also a really great first watch to get. The watch is, a, is from 1997 and has a 34 millimeter case with an 18 karat gold fluted bezel. The case is in really great condition. Um, there's some scratches on the on the case back, but overall in really great condition. You can still see sort of the polish and brush finishing on the different sides of the of the watch. It's running on the Tudor 2824 movement, which is really great. I've combined it with this really interesting blue strap. Um, which I think gold and blue is a great combination. It does have a, a, a Jubilee bracelet as well. So, um, you know, if, if that sort of um, tickles your fancy, that's uh, it also has that. Um, but what's really unique about this watch is that it has a gold linen dial. The gold linen dial is, is incredibly beautiful. Many people think that linen dials are um, are actual pieces of linen that have been applied onto the dial, but it's actually just... Um, a type of finishing that a watchmaker can do to a, to, a, to a gold dial like this. So really incredibly beautiful and kind of a unique dial. Speaking of unique dials and kind of unique watches, the last piece that we have in is a really cool Benrus time-only piece. The watch, and this is another piece that's been tricky to do some research on, but I can kind of talk through what I've found so far. So um, this is, on its, out, on its outside, it's a, it's a 10 carat gold filled case watch with a stainless steel case back obviously it's a it's a round um, design but it has these really interesting hooded lugs that sort of twist into the brown uh, leather strap that it comes on so from a design perspective this watch is really standing on the top of that that hill um, it's got hours and minutes in the center and then a subsidiary seconds dial um, interestingly it's got a really beautiful honeycomb dial which i know benris played around a lot with um, honeycomb dials. A lot of their pieces had them. Um, and for me, I think this is 
this is a piece that is really representative of last year. It is an interesting case design. It's an interesting dial and it's rare. I, I really haven't been able to find a lot of pictures or other examples of this Benrus out there. And I think that is what kind of makes it really, really special uh, for the channel. And I'm very, very excited to cover it. It's running on the caliber DN21 movement, which is based on the ETA 1280 movement. Places it around in the 1950s. Unfortunately, serial numbers are... I, 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 I've been struggling to find serial numbers of this watch, so it's hard to sort of date it. But based on that movement and when that movement was manufactured and used, um, that's kind of when I would say it's it's from... So those five watches are kind of, go, you know, we're going into 2024 with these five watches. We're going to be covering one each week, um, as we always do. So stay tuned for, for, for that. It's been really, really fun to uh, to to find these pieces. And then obviously, uh, you know, covering them is going to be very, very exciting. And I think the research is what's, what's really, um, you know, where my passion comes. And it's interesting, I, you know, we, we've been thinking a lot about sort of the sort of the values that life on the wrist um sort of tries to to foster and you, you know i think that values when it comes to 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 a business can be um somewhat interesting or you know to a youtube channel or a website can be somewhat interesting to discuss because you know at the end of the day i think you can it feels a little esoteric sometimes when you when you speak about it that way um but i do think that this year has really shown me that it's important that we actually speak about it because there are some extremely important things to to me and, and, and sort of the goals that I have for life on the wrist because I wouldn't continue to do this if I didn't have them. So I really think we have three goals, right? Enjoy, Explore and enjoy the world of watches, whether that's vintage, whether that's modern, whether that's quartz, mechanical, uh, whether that's clocks, whether that's uh, pocket watches, like all of that is there to be enjoyed. And I want to make sure that you as a, as a listener, as a viewer, as a reader of life on the wrist can do exactly that with me. The second is to educate watch enthusiasts about horology. And that's where I think the editorial section of our website is really important. We want to speak about these pieces and educate you on them and tell you why the Eternomatic movement was so innovative during that time period or um, or why the Memovox is such great value in vintage watches. Like that is what, and the histories of, of, of brands like Longines and Tudor, like that's what, that's what really the focus of, of the, uh, of the editorial section as well as our YouTube channel is. And I, and I really think that for me, that's the, the, the greatest thing ab about those, those things. And then, and then the last third thing is really to create a repository of information related to vintage watches. I think there's, it's very difficult sometimes to research these pieces, um, or research watches because the information is so, um, so, uh, so spread out. There's so many people with so much inf knowledge about these um, references and movements, but sometimes you have to kind of piece it together. And so I think this is something that we're continuously working on to try and create that repository of information about vintage watches. So it's easy to, to, to look up a brand and, and find something about, find something out about a watch maybe you have or a watch you're thinking about buying. That's really the, the, the main focus. So, you know, thinking about those goals, I think these pieces are, are a great sort of segue into that. And I can't wait to, to um, dive into them going into 2024. Um, we will be, um, we will try and upload uh, our, on this podcast the next couple of weeks. It, this month is a little bit busy, and, but we're, we're going to do our best to have some, some content for you every week. It might not be the most uh, current, but we will at least cover some of the topics 
um, or some, some of the things that are going on in the watch industry um, during, the, during this first month. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, if you are new to Life on the Wrist, be sure to follow this podcast so you were the first one notified when we do upload our podcast. But as I mentioned, we upload a podcast every Tuesday. So um, look out for the Life on the Wrist podcast on Tuesdays. If you are new to Life on the Wrist in general, be sure to check out all our social medias and check out lifeonthewrist.com if you want some more watch content. Lifeonthewrist.com is a really great place, sort of hub, where you can go to the other pieces of our content. So um, I would definitely recommend checking out the, um, the website. If you are feeling generous and wouldn't mind rating this podcast, it really does help me out. It gives me some feedback on what you want to see going forward for the podcast. And if you uh, find this podcast useful and want to share it with a friend, that would be great as well. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. I hope this year is going to be a great one for all of us. And we will catch you in the next one.